The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or any third party. Episodes may at times cover sensitive or controversial topics that may be considered offensive, objectionable, and or upsetting to some listeners. Critical thinking is required. Listen at your own risk. Every single person is entitled to see themselves represented. That discriminating against gay people is surprisingly legal in much of the country. We must demand full equality for all. Recording live from out of our closets. In Denver, Colorado, this is Lesbian Educated, the podcast where we get queer about education. Equity in education is the future, and it's time that we talk about it. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm Libby. And I'm Joyce. And you're listening to episode four. Shout out to Sofa Sound, who created our amazing intro song. Go and check them out on Instagram at official Sofa Sound. That's official S-O-F-A-S-O-U-N-D. 10 out of 10 recommend. Before we get started with our toots and boots, we want to take a second to appreciate teachers. Teaching is such a rewarding and challenging job, but it's definitely not for the faint of heart. As this school year comes to an end, we want to say thank you to all of the educators who have worked tirelessly in the pursuit of student well-being. I actually have something to share with you guys that relates to appreciating teachers because I heard the greatest thing on NPR the other day on my way to work. So I'm an avid NPR listener, but I'm also a poet. So you'll understand why this hit hard (laughs) when I heard it. Um, NPR's poet in residence, Kwame Alexander, was speaking to Morning Edition's Rachel Martin about teachers who inspired them. And Alexander cited the words of one of his teachers, the author and slam poet Taylor Molly. When asked, what do teachers make? Molly responded with this. You want to know what I make? I make kids wonder. I make them question. I make them criticize. I make them apologize and mean it. I make them write, write, write. I make them read. I make them spell definitely beautiful, definitely beautiful, definitely beautiful over and over and over again until they will never misspell either one of those words again. I make them show all of their work in math and hide it on their final drafts in English. I make them understand that if you've got this, then you follow this. And if someone ever tries to judge you by what you make, you give them this. Here, let me break it down for you so you know what I say is true. Teachers make a goddamn difference. Now, what about you? What? I know, so good though, right? Oh my like, god, oh. yeah, amazing. I mean, teachers do so much for so little. So yeah. thank you. And you guys teachers. should definitely check out Taylor Molly, um, genius. Is all I have to say about that. <laughs> Mic drop. All right, now for our toots and boots. And Libby, I want you to go first. All right, we'll start with my boot. Um, <laughs> so I had to get a filling replaced this week because I grind my teeth very hard and <laughs> I popped it out in my sleep. Um, and I really don't like going to the dentist. It's just overall very uncomfortable for me. So I was already pretty anxious to go. And the dentist filled the wrong cavity. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wait, how I, does that explain? <laughs> I literally was like laying in the chair and I went through the whole process of like refilling it, the drilling, the lights. Oh, my God. Um, and I like she then like propped me up at the end and I stuck <laughs> my tongue in the hole that I have from missing a filling. And I was like, I don't think that this did you fill the the right tooth and she goes well yeah i filled the back tooth i was like i don't think it was a back tooth and she looks at my chart and she was like oh 
I filled the wrong <laughs> one. Oh my god. <laughs> so I had to go through the process all over again. Which it was 8 a.m. on a Monday morning, so that's to make so it better. Much fun. But her comment, she was like, Well, at least like now the other tooth is like covered for a while. Oh yeah, it's not like raised and <laughs> uneven or anything. No big deal. It's protected. Yeah. I drilled the cavity out that wasn't there. So wow. uh, Yeah, that was definitely my boot. Um What's okay. Cute. <laughs> So last week, I told you guys that my therapist is going to be gone until July, and I definitely need some extra support. So I actually took a full mental health day, something that does not happen a lot. I tend to schedule a mental health day and then fill it with like a shit ton of tasks and try to make it as productive as possible, which really defeats the purpose of a mental <laughs> health day. But for the first time ever, ever, I took the entire day, like did not do anything and i felt like an entirely new person i bet definitely recommend it to um especially teachers um and with the weight of the world and being a teacher right now i cannot recommend it enough but on the topic of mental health i um posted on instagram for recommendations of good music since uh music is really my escape and i don't have my therapist so um one of my friends alexa she recommended like this um reiki studio in denver that does like reiki and massage um and i don't really know much about reiki other than my best friend kate has done it and loves it yeah um but my tune is that i booked an appointment and i'm really thrilled uh to have another way to like process things in my life and um hopefully start working through some pain so i've heard wonderful things and yeah i'm really excited about it i cannot wait to hear about it i know those are my two toots. I kind of have two toots too. <laughs> so I guess I should tell them. Yeah. I <laughs> well, no, okay. So I guess I'll start with my toots because we're on the topic of toots. But my first toot, I guess, is that it's my birthday. <laughs> it's about to Woo! be my birthday. But birthdays are weird to me. So um, I actually just want to talk about one of the things we did for my birthday. Um, Livy and I went to go see Rupi Carr this past weekend. Um, and for those of you who might not know, she's a poet. Um, I literally have her drawings tattooed on my body. Um, and I'm obsessed. She's She has a similar background to me. She has immigrant parents. Um, she writes, I mean, I write kind of in the same style as her. Um, she's highly productive. She's highly productive. <laughs> and lots of anxiety. Um, and yeah, and I... I mean, I can't even explain this experience. I, I, I've been trying to put it into words, and I, I think I'm still actually processing the whole night. Okay, so there aren't actually any words to describe like what it felt like to be sitting in that chair listening to her read her poetry. I actually cried the entire time. And you don't and, cry. Yeah, I was, not I was bawling. I like couldn't stop. It was, it was a really deep, deep night, and I... Loved every actual second of it. <laughs> I definitely, I feel like we like went through like waves. Yeah, talked about, like, and depression. I'm a changed person. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It was funny because we were like walking out and Joyce and I had puffy eyes and like we're crying the whole time and we were like walking out and no one else was crying. We were like, what is happening? <laughs> it was, and my eyes were so, my, the next day I sent Libby a video. I was like, look at how they were my so eyes are. I swollen. barely open them. I've never seen oh, you cry like God. that. It's because she like it's the family stuff. You yes. know that family stuff. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she has some incredible books that you guys definitely should, should read. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Again, 10 out of 10 recommend. Yes. Um, But on to my boots. I actually also have two boots because I've been insanely sick. (laughs) I almost didn't think I could make it to this podcast recording. Um, It just hit me so hard and it was really unfortunate because it was the last week of school. So um, I was struggling, but we made it through. Um, And (laughs) my other boot is just this ridiculous thing that happened to me at the school. Um, So I I park in a parking garage to get to the, I mean, to park at school. And... um, In this parking garage, I have to, like, walk down these stairs to come out to go to the school. And there's always these pigeons that, like, sit in the parking lot in the stairwell. And I'm just minding my own business, carrying my coffee, my drink in the morning. Um, Also sick, so, you know, coffee is very necessary when I'm sick. And this pigeon literally flew into me. And I threw, okay, I throw things when I get scared. I like cannot be holding anything if I'm scared because I will throw it. So I threw my coffee and my phone um, and because of this freaking pigeon and he just was very confused. He was like trying to fly out of the parking garage and I was like, ah, and I threw everything and then I didn't have coffee for the rest of the day and I was so irritated, but he was probably more scared than I was. Poor guy. But like, I just don't understand why they sit right there. <laughs> you would think that they would learn. They always are there. This is not the first Maybe time that this happened to now. me. No, this is literally not the first time I've spilled my coffee. Not spilled. Sorry. Thrown my coffee in the morning. And then my students are like, Miss Joyce, where's your coffee? And I'm like, oh, you want to know where my coffee is? It's outside on the ground. (laughs) Probably being drinking up by some pigeons. (laughs) That's literally one of my favorite stories I've ever heard you tell. And I don't think I'll ever see a pigeon and not think of you. I think we should hop right into the gay agenda. Let's do it. Stereotypes are everywhere. And they don't just appear out of nowhere. Stereotypes are deeply embedded within our culture, and they often persist even when the statistical realities they were once based on change. We pick up stereotypes from the world around us. We hear stereotypical talk. We see stereotypical images. And research shows that stereotypes often lead to hostility and toxic prejudices. We rarely believe ourselves to be influenced by stereotypes, making us even more susceptible to their effects. But everyone is prone to stereotyping. No matter how open-minded we are, we all have unconscious biases. When left unchecked, stereotypes may lead to microaggressions and or discrimination. Microaggressions are more than just insults, insensitive comments, or generalized jerky behavior. There's something very specific. The kinds of remarks, questions, or actions that are painful because they have to do with a person's membership in a group that's discriminated against or subject to stereotypes. And a key part of what makes them so dangerous is that they happen casually, frequently, and often without any harm intended in everyday life. Today, gay people are out and visible in so many different ways. The idea of what it means to be gay is broadening, but persistent stereotypes within our heteronormative society are widespread. Acknowledging these stereotypes and the psychological impact they can have on us is the first step in breaking down those beliefs. We're going to challenge several stereotypes about LGBTQ plus people that we hear in our daily lives. The first stereotype is one that Joyce and I hear frequently. It's the you don't look gay claim. The stereotype goes hand in hand with all lesbians are masculine and all gay men are flamboyant. Gay people are as varied in appearance and behavior as straight people. In our current binary gender system, people have the tendency to assume that there is a direct correlation between an individual's gender and sexuality. The difference between being straight and being gay is also assumed to be visible through appearance, like clothing and mannerisms. Gay activists 
often criticize media coverage by saying that the media focuses on extremes, the more flamboyantly feminine men and very masculine women, but that is not all of us. These assumptions attempt to normalize and control queerness to fit into the gender binary. Not all gay men are effeminate, obsessed with fashion, or overly flamboyant. And not all lesbians have short hair or wear cargo shorts and lumberjack shirts. As much as we love to use our quote-unquote gaydar to judge if someone's gay or straight, this is the perfect example of stereotyping that can have unintended or harmful effects on people who don't fit into those categories. A common stereotype that exists about queer couples is that someone in the relationship has to wear the pants, or in other words, there has to be a masculine and a feminine role in the relationship, where one individual is more dominant. This idea stems from the traditional heterosexual couple. From a young age, we are conditioned to understand our place in the world by these clearly defined gender roles. From toys to parenting methods, books to television, our culture has a way of reminding us that this normative script reigns supreme. Whether you realize it or not, we are trained to recognize a relationship between a man and a woman as normal. In heterosexual relationships, men are frequently identified as the ones who wear the pants because of their literal tendency to wear pants as opposed to dresses and their figurative ability to have more say in making decisions. The problem with normative gender roles is that they don't allow for the duality and the contradiction of the human condition. That is, to be able to express one's feminine qualities one minute and then masculine qualities the next. That's why when someone asks, who wears the pants in your relationship? It's offensive because all of us have a combination of both masculine and feminine qualities. As we get further and further away from traditional gender roles, we open ourselves up to a new kind of tradition. One that includes teaching our children that there doesn't have to be a division between male and female, that gender isn't necessarily binary, and that you don't have to exist within a box created by somebody else. We can have balance within our relationships. We can share the pants. Bisexual people often encounter unique stereotypes that other members of the LGBTQ community don't. Bisexuals struggle to be visible in both straight and gay communities. Historically, the term bisexual was defined as attraction to both men and women, but the definition has evolved. Today, bisexuality is defined as romantic and or sexual attraction to people of more than one gender, not necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same way, and not necessarily to the same degree. Bisexuality is often seen as attention-seeking and or promiscuous. People also assume that bi people have to like men and women equally, or that all women are bisexual, but there are no bisexual men. Here's the truth. It's not necessary to have romantic or sexual experiences with both genders or either gender to identify as bisexual. Furthermore, when a bisexual person gets married, their orientation does not change. Some bisexual people are overwhelmingly attracted to men and occasionally attracted to women. Some bisexual people are overwhelmingly attracted to women and occasionally attracted to men. Some prefer to date genderqueer or gender non-conforming partners. The spectrum of bisexuality includes all kinds of individual preferences. And bi people are perfectly capable of having happy, healthy, long-term relationships. Transgender people also encounter unique stereotypes. For example, people often assume that all trans people are gay. But we want to remind you that sexual orientation and gender identity are two separate things. A transgender person can identify as a woman or a man and be gay, straight, bisexual, asexual, or any other sexuality. Another common stereotype associated with the trans community is that all drag queens and kings are trans, or vice versa, that all trans people are drag queens and kings. 
Drag is a type of entertainment in which people dress up and perform in clothing of a different gender, often in highly stylized ways. Performers who present in a feminine manner are called drag queens, while performers who present in a masculine manner are called drag kings. These performances often push traditional boundaries of gender presentation. Although commonly intermixed, transgender people and drag queens and kings aren't necessarily related. They are fundamentally different. Being trans isn't a matter of dressing up in different clothes. It's a permanent identity. And while some trans people do enjoy dressing up in drag to entertain others, many do not perform drag at all. Similarly, being a drag queen or king doesn't mean that you identify as trans. Some drag queens and kings are straight and cisgender. There are plenty of other stereotypes about LGBTQ people that we're not going to cover in this episode, but you can find more resources on our website at lesbieducated.com. Increased visibility and acceptance of LGBTQ people has been met with resistance for decades. Anti-gay activists maintain a key advantage in public discussions about queer people because there's still such a lack of education and understanding of what it means to be queer. For LGBTQ people and advocates, debunking these myths and stereotypes has become vital not just to get Americans better acquainted with gay people and the issues we face, but also to build support and fight for LGBTQ rights. Now that we've debunked some of these popular myths and stereotypes about the LGBTQ community and provided you with some foundational knowledge on LGBTQ student rights and Title IX, we are finally ready to talk about the current wave of anti-LGBTQ legislation. And we will. But June is Pride Month, so we are going to dedicate the next two episodes to all things LGBTQ pride. We will circle back to the legislation in July. Now it's time for the Clash of the Queers. Both of us have found an education news story that we think is hilarious or outrageous. We've kept these stories secret from each other until now. We are going to battle it out, and a guest judge will decide who wins. Let's see whose story is most absurd. Libby, it's your turn to go first, right? It sure is. Yes. Okay. My story this week is about a Mother's Day mix-up at a Catholic school in Philadelphia that embarrassed administrators, but definitely provided me with some laughs. The St. Anselm School, a private Catholic elementary school, held a sale in honor of Mother's Day, where students were able to purchase faux flowers for their moms. However, to the institution's horror, the fake red roses that they sold actually contained sexy lingerie. Wait, like wrapped up in yes. it or like so instead it was like of the rose? A red rose. And when you opened the red rose, the red rose was like in the, the that, panties were in the shape of a red that's rose. clever. Yeah. <laughs> right, put that on your list, Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one mother received the gift from her young daughter and took a video of her and her husband discovering the kinky underwear inside. That clip went viral and I recommend you watching it. Um, And it actually prompted hilarious comments from viewers. The school has since responded to the mix-up in an email to parents. They vowed that they would determine how the mistake happened and that they were going to take steps to further prevent reoccurrence. (laughs) A uh, spokesperson called it an unfortunate mistake and added that the school apologizes deeply for any embarrassment (laughs) and discomfort that was caused. Okay. This story directly reminds me of the previous story 
about a lady in Austin who accidentally passed out condom eggs. Oh my god, it is like the eggs. <laughs> Except like, like it's thing. a Catholic school this time, not a sex educator, huh? Yeah. And it's, were uh, people as pissed um, as they were when she handed out the condom eggs? No way. <laughs> and that's the really notable thing about this. In this story, there was an extreme backlash from conservative Republicans this time around, criticizing the school for being disgusting and unlawful. Nobody accused the school of trying to exploit children. All around, it was seen for what it was, an unfortunate, unintentional mistake. And the hypocrisy of when a Catholic school makes this mistake versus a sex educator is uh, pretty outrageous. Ugh, yeah, like what? How come they get to make mistakes and liberals don't? <laughs> What's new? <laughs> For real. <laughs> okay, yeah, my story is pretty short this week, but uh, I think it's pretty oh, hilarious. It's still a good one, and I love that it ties to one-year-old ones. <laughs> yes. Quite fitting. Okay, I'm ready to hear yours now. And I'm ready to tell it. So at the end of last year, this was, you know, December 2021, a substitute teacher in Austin, Texas was fired after he was recorded singing a karaoke rendition of Toxic by Britney Spears for the class of students at Bowie High School. He literally busted out his own karaoke machine and disco lights and started to sing to this class. Um, presumably, he did this to honor Brittany's 40th birthday, which was the day before this incident. But before I discuss this any further, I have got to let you guys hear a clip of his <laughs> beautiful performance. <laughs> Take a chug your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic, I'm sipping on a weekend taste of a poison paradise. I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic? Killed it. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, he did so great. <laughs> His voice actually isn't that bad. I know, right? <laughs> he was very committed to the cause. He too. was. So obviously this video went viral because a student posted it, but apparently he failed to properly introduce himself to the class. So rumors also started to spread that he was a random trespasser posing as a substitute. No. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody actually, actually did that? Like, they, like, decided today's the day I'm going to pretend to be a substitute and go into this building and sing for this school. It's like School of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, though? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, but, okay, a spokesperson for the district came out and, say, and said that, you know, he was, in fact, a registered substitute who was placed on campus by the the district to cover the class he was checked into the front office he you know did a background check all that jazz so he was yep. legit <laughs> even though i think that that would be really funny it's not the worst thing you could do entering a campus <laughs> just saying um but the spokesperson also said i've heard worse britney spears covers but the lights are a bit much yeah. <laughs> but yeah so he was fired at, right after the first period class but get this he wasn't actually fired because the song is like potentially inappropriate he was fired because he didn't follow conduct and rules for substitutes apparently like there's a handbook so according to the aisd austin independent school district handbook substitute teachers are required to 
quote unquote, followed the plans exactly as left by the regular teacher and maintained the class's typical routine. Uh, the handbook also prohibits computer use for anything unrelated to the regular teacher's lesson <laughs> plans or use of like electronic equipment, which I'm assuming is the karaoke, karaoke machine. machine. Yeah. The disco ball. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, <laughs> okay, this is actually the really funny part. He did, um, it was confirmed that he did end up picking up another job at a nearby school, another substitute job, but he actually managed to perform another song before he actually <laughs> left the building. <laughs> Apparently it was a, a Lady Gaga song. He's not letting it go. <laughs> no, he was determined. Um, and I totally understand that substitutes should follow the plan left out by the teacher. Like, I get that. But isn't firing, like, a little bit extreme? Yes. I mean, let's be real. Like, being a substitute sucks. Students are so mean. I always get on to my students. I'm like, if you don't treat the substitute with respect, y'all are going to hear it from me. Yeah. Because, like, they're just so rude. It's like... It's unbelievable. I can't even tell you how mean they are to substitutes. So, I mean, how can you blame him for trying to, like, bring some fun to the class? I mean, you really don't get much teaching done as a substitute because the students are like, oh, free day, no teacher. <laughs> and so at least he, like, brought some fun and entertainment. Also, considering that there's a huge shortage of subs right now, um, you just think that they would, like, you know, maybe give him another chance. Yeah. Well, he did, actually. He got hired again. So I don't really understand how that works, but... He got fired from that school. Maybe. Well, the district hired him as a substitute, and then they fired him from one school, but then put him in another school. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Which, like, yeah. <laughs> but, he clearly, uh, clearly did not take that firing very seriously. If he's he like, I'm like, going to do it again. <laughs> I wonder if he's saying it any other... <laughs> he was like, maybe I'll give it a little bit of a break, but maybe we'll see him again. <laughs> if another song comes out by this dude, I'll make sure to tell you guys. Alrighty, so seeing as how it's my birthday, um, the judge this week is my best friend, Kate Reimer. Um, Kate and I have been best friends forever. We literally moved here from California together. She's like my family. Um, love her to pieces. She also is in the field of education, and she's also gay AF. <laughs> um, she works with high-needs behavioral kids, um, and literally I've never seen anybody work with kids as amazingly as Kate works with kids. Like, she just has this, like, natural ability to work with kids. And you love it, don't you, Kate? I sure do. Yeah, you kill it. Um, but yeah. We're best friends, aren't we? Twin flames. <laughs> okay, so my favorite thing about Kate is that, okay, she works with all these little kids, right? And she looks very androgynous. And little kids are very honest. They like to ask a lot of questions. They're always like, are you a boy? Are you a girl? And some of them actually call her Mr. Kate. But Kate, tell us like some of the stories. We love to hear them. Uh, yeah, so I mean, just this week, I was told by I think five different students that I look like this boy, Elijah, who is a second grader. Hmm. So yeah, I look like a 10-year-old. But that's the thing that I love about kids, though, is uh, adults tend to give me side-eye and like look at me um, without trying, without me noticing that they're looking. And kids just will walk up to me and ask me, are you a boy or a girl? And I'll say, I'm a girl. And they'll go, okay. And they walk and away. <laughs> no other questions. Yeah. It's amazing. I even heard one time, like, Kate was, like, talking. She was, like, handing a parent something. And uh, the, the dad was like, thank you, sir. And I heard the kid in the background, dad. That's a girl. <laughs> it was like so funny. I'm obsessed with it. Story <laughs> of my life. Yeah, it's amazing. But anyway, can we hear your thoughts on our story? <laughs> so first, let's talk about Libby's story, the uh, Mother's Day mix-up. So I feel like this story is pretty similar to the story you guys mentioned last week about the Easter bunny and the yeah. e condoms and the eggs. So like... That leads me to wonder, does this happen frequently? 
Like these mix-ups? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know. That's like I a mean, weird amount of like, whoops. <laughs> I mean, like twice. Just handing out, what, condoms and... Lazy thongs. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the singing substitute goes, um, I mean, okay. I guess that's one way to get famous. But what did you think about his voice, though? Uh, <laughs> I know we both looked at you and you were like, you look like you were listening to something painful. <laughs> yes, uh, very painful. But Kate's a musician, so, you know, <laughs> you have high standards. <laughs> um, I think if I was going to choose a winner, I'm going to have to go with the uh, substitute singer. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a three to one? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, well. We so appreciate you coming and recording on this very sickly day. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kate's the one that introduced me to Reiki. So yeah. um, she's yeah. a really cool chick. She's the best. And thank you guys for doing what you do. Yeah. We love you. Love you. In the next episode, we are going to dive deep into the history of Pride Month and what it can teach us today. But until then, let's leave you with some homework. Libby, take it away. With Pride Around the Corner, we want to hear from you. Do you celebrate pride? What's the best part? Do you have any good stories? We want to hear them. Do you have any questions? We want to answer them. Homework assignments are for everyone, regardless of how you identify. You don't have to be queer to celebrate pride. LGBTQ people can't do this alone. Being an ally and showing support for our community is huge. You can send us your responses in a lot of different ways. Message us directly on Instagram at lesbieducated. Hit the chat button on our website at lesbieducated.com. Text us if you happen to know us personally. Find a way to tell us, and I promise you that we will hear it. We might even share it on our next episode. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave us a review. As always, thank you for listening. You rock. Okay, we're just gonna start over. <laughs> to shed some light, to shed some light, to shed some light, <laughs> to shed some light, we're going to shed some to shed some light. Okay, I don't like the sh- to shed yeah. some light. I fucking hate that phrase. BRB just <laughs> shedding light. LGBTQ plus people. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was so kind of stereo. Video Relationship has to wear the pants. Or ugh, what was that? Why does that keep happening to me? Peepin. Peepin. <laughs> Peepin. Entertainment <laughs> in which people, in which people. Whoa. Lights on. No one's home. <laughs> this is that they, and to keep, okay. Fucking A. You got this. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Ring, ring. <laughs> Lesbians calling. <laughs>